0: Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program?
1: Coming to you from the great state of Alabama and from points located all across the U.S. eastern seaboard, it's Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. You can find us at CosmicPotato.com and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, situated in a small corner in Birmingham, Alabama, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew, here is your host, Sean Ray. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Keep it change, you filthy animal.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean, and this episode is a little different than what we normally do because I am just getting home from Magic City Con 2016 here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I've got a couple of things that I want to share with you So the first segment of the show is going to be um, Something that I recorded with Rick Because he was here in town for the convention And once it was over we went into one of the meeting rooms And recorded about a half an hour Of just the two of us talking about what we saw at the convention uh, What we thought of it What Rick thinks of uh, his trip to Birmingham And all of that And then, right after that discussion is over, keep listening because I'm going to share the recording from one of the panels that Rick and I were on today, which is kind of a presentation that we put together of how to get into podcasting. If you want to know how to create your own podcast, this is a lesson that I put together called... Podcasting for Dummies that it gives you just the bare bones minimum equipment and software and knowledge that you need to know to create your first show and get it on the internet. So listen to our discuss- listen to the discussion between Rick and myself first, then right after that it's going to go straight into Podcasting for Dummies. So enjoy this episode next week. Our episode will be the recording of the panel that we recorded on Friday, which was a panel discussion of Stephen Moffat and his role with Doctor. Who, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, and all that. So uh, so enjoy this episode and enjoy the next episode, and we will get back to regular uh, podcasting recordings in the next couple weeks. Thanks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean, and uh, sitting right next to me is Rick. How you doing? All right. Welcome to Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Rick is in town this weekend because uh, we're both attending Magic City Con 2016 here at the Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And it is beautiful. Absolutely. So uh, (laughs) have you... you, uh, I'm sure you've been to Birmingham before.
3: I, I've been trying to remember if I have. Yeah. I think I have, but I think. See, I, I need to check. I think I may have been to. Is there a convention center here in town?
2: The, yeah, we well, got the the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center up. it's actually in Birmingham. We're actually in Hoover, which is yeah. a suburb of Birmingham right now. But
3: I think I attended a theater conference there once. Okay. Uh, but as far as like actually just being in town, yeah. this is really. My first time. So, what do you think? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a Flatlander from Florida, seeing all of the, <laughs> the hills and mountains and trees and stuff is—I uh, love it. It's, oh yeah, it's beautiful.
2: We've got a few of those, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Magic City Con is uh, kind of a small town convention. It's sort of Comic Con esque. You get a, you get all the cosplayers. We got a few celebrities here that have done. Mostly, This year's mostly voice work for video games and uh, animated series and things like that. And a lot of uh, podcasters, things like that, have been doing panels. Uh, you and I have done... Uh, officially, we did three panels together this weekend. and Unofficially, we helped out on two or three others. Yeah. And this is your first time to ever do any panels at conventions, is it?
3: It is, yeah. yeah. This is my first... This isn't my first con, but it's really my first con participating in stuff. Right. And I've had a blast. Great. This, is, this has been everything I had hoped it would be. Yeah. Because uh, the last con I went to, my wife and I a couple years ago went to Tampa Bay Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And it was just wall-to-wall people. You could not move. Yeah. And I can't say I had a good time. I didn't have a bad time, but <laughs> I didn't have a good time. Uh, this was just amazing. I, I, had a hope, I had hoped that coming to a small-town con would be better. Yeah. Uh, and it absolutely was. Yeah. Um, you know, the the panels we sat on, I think the biggest audience we had was maybe 20 people. Right. Uh, so you could actually interact with the audience better.
2: A lot of participation, a lot of questions and comments and things like that.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think the smallest one was the podcasting panel this morning where we had four people out there. Yeah. And two of them were already podcasters. Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it was interesting just to talk to people that are interested in the same kinds of things that you're interested in. Exactly. You know, and uh, last year, I came to this convention last year. It was at a different hotel, a different part of town, a little bit smaller. But um, I did one panel last year, and only four people came to that panel. And it was just a, a panel about Doctor Who in general, the history of Doctor Who, and some trivia and things like that. Well, this year they asked me to do a few, a couple more, and uh, you and I sat in... Uh, Friday on a panel with two other guys where we discussed the pros and cons of Stephen Moffat in Doctor Who, what he's done good for Doctor Who, what he's done, in our opinions, poorly for Doctor Who, and whether or not we were happy that he's leaving, things like that. And that panel, actually, I recorded and it's going to come out next week as a a podcast. But uh, after that, the next morning we did a Jeopardy game
3: that was fun that was a, that lot, was of a lot of fun
2: yeah and we had collaborated and came up with a lot of we had remembering the jeopardy rules because honestly i don't really watch jeopardy that much i, <laughs> I, I mean i've seen it i know how it works you know so uh coming up with enough trivia questions to cover it and um uh, and all of that but that yeah we had a lot of fun doing that and then immediately after that uh Joe Crow, which is another podcaster that hopefully will help me on this show in, in, sometime in the near future. Uh, we did a Star Trek versus Star Wars kind of trivia, trivia-esque game. It was more of a battle of quotes and, and things like that. But uh, but honestly, it's just it's just nice to just sit back and, and have discussions about some of the nerdy things that you may think of in your mind that most people that are in and out of your life every day, don't really care to talk to you at length about.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, it's interesting the people that are here because you know we're here in, in Birmingham, Alabama, so uh, it, it, it's not you know when you think geek culture, the Deep South is not the first place that that pops to mind, right? Uh, and yet, pretty much every. <laughs> if, if you were to cast a movie of geeks and you call down to central casting at your studio uh, everybody's here <laughs> everybody that they would send has been here right? Uh, you know you've got the, the well actually people uh, yeah. you've got the, the people in the, in the panels who kind of forget that there are more than them in the room <laughs> uh, you've got cosplayers galore uh, and then you've got just regular folks who are into this geeky stuff and I've really enjoyed the conversations I've had with people here. Um, I, I was talking to my wife on the phone last night, uh, and I was saying how I'm enjoying this so much more because I'm involved in, you know, being on the panels. I'm not a good audience member. Yeah. Uh, I if I'm not going through the authorized personnel only doors, yeah. I'm 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 generally not happy. And she's like, Yeah, she's seen me like in as an audience member wanting to go fix bad audio or stuff like right, that I just yeah. I don't I don't sit out there really well. Um and there's there's been a bit of both here. Uh you know, being on the panels has been great, but the panels that we just went and watched were fun too. Yeah. Because they were it wasn't just four people sitting at a desk talking to a room of 500 people. It was three or four people sitting at a desk and then 15 or 20 people having a conversation Mm -hmm. and we were having you know serious conversations about the geeky things we all love Right. Uh, but the nice thing about the panel uh, uh, setup and I realized this when we were just in that talking about the uh, Marvel Civil War movie um, having a time limit on it yeah. Means that when some guy starts monologuing and going deep down the rabbit hole of some R- character that was maybe in one scene, and he starts going on and on and on, you've got a socially acceptable way of saying, "Okay, good, that's great. We'll talk about that later. Back to our main yeah. topic." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, and it was. I'm just, I'm having a blast here. I wish this was going on for two more days. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it did go by pretty quick because uh, we were both. Our first panel that we did yesterday was kind of early. It started at 9, which was really early because I was here until midnight the night before. Uh, On Friday night, um, Joe Crow asked me to help on a panel that he was doing about superhero movies, bad superhero movies from the 80s and 90s. And uh, he had some DVDs. The DVD player didn't quite want to work, so it was just he and I talking about them in front of, you know, ten, fifteen people that participated and talked about them as well, and uh, and that was fun. But I was here until midnight, and then I had to be back at nine o'clock the next morning. We did uh, Jeopardy, and then after that, we were here most of the day. We were here until about five or six That's o'clock five yesterday five, yeah. afternoon, and um, and, and then, so then we and old
3: folks went home and went to bed. and The kids partied all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: they did. They had uh, they had the Moss Island Cantina uh, downstairs where people could socialize and all that. And I didn't do that. I went home and actually took a nap (laughs) for a little (laughs) while. Um, But I wanted to talk about some of the uh, cosplay that we saw here.
3: Very impressive work.
2: Yeah. uh, These people spent a lot of uh, time, energy, and money on some pretty extravagant costumes. We saw, uh, especially like the Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless that were downstairs yesterday. Uh, That was pretty awesome. Most of it has been video game centered.
3: Yeah, it's, it's odd. Uh, I was telling you yesterday, the, the Comic Con I went to, and from talking to people, this is not uncommon. There were, you know, 10,000 Deadpools and 15,000 <laughs> Harley Quinns. Yeah. Uh, I've seen one Deadpool this weekend, yeah. and maybe two or three Harley Quinns. Yeah. Um, it's been a very eclectic group of cosplayers. Uh, it does seem to be heavily skewed towards video games and anime. Yeah. Um, but there's the the, the local uh, five, 501st is here, so there's a lot of stormtroopers. Well, actually, it's not that many stormtroopers. No, they're
2: the, they're the, the, are the, <laughs> the, the Mandalorians. Not the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians. We don't want the Mandalorians. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, the Mandalorians. There, there's yeah.
3: Mandalorians here. Uh, but the, but the, the 501st is here, but they're, they're more, uh, what I've seen from them are like, uh, Tie fighter pilots, and I saw one Imperial Guard. I don't know if she's part of the Five Hundred First or not. Uh, just saw her walk by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very little mainstream stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of elves. Yeah. Uh, a lot of. Uh, I saw one dude in in Halo armor. I assume it's a dude <laughs> in <laughs> Halo armor. Um, not a lot of overly sexy stuff. Which I don't know if that's a, a byproduct of the 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 rules of the con kind of say don't don't show a whole lot of skin, or if it's maybe just the area of the country here. I didn't,
2: I didn't, I didn't look at the at the rules of what you could and couldn't do. But I mean, we are in a little bit more conservative city. And that's not to say that everybody that lives here is conservative, because you know you see some scantily clad people just walking through the mall. But uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, there hasn't been a, a ton of. It's not. My 14-year-old daughter was here yesterday, and I didn't really feel uncomfortable with her yeah. being here. You know, I didn't think there, there was anything that she shouldn't see or anything like that, you know. Which is not necessarily the case with some of the cons that I've seen on television, like Comic-Con, you know. Mm-hmm. People can pretty much walk around in almost nothing if they want, you know. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> not,
3: not that I have anything against that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's it's just I've been very impressed with the and, and the cosplay has ranged everywhere from obviously this person put <clears throat> excuse me you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars into their cosplay all the way down to uh, you know someone who you know maybe uh, taped on a few things there's one there was one guy wandering around uh, yeah, I finally figured out he was dressed as Weird Al Yankovic he had like <laughs> a a bushy wig and a and a Hawaiian t-shirt. And he was playing Weird Al songs on his phone. Yeah. And it, it took a while for me to realize what he was doing. I was like, oh, okay, he's Weird Al. Um,
2: Weird Al is actually going to be here in town tonight. Oh, is <laughs> he tonight? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so it's – I'm really di- – I've, I've never really done a whole lot of cons because in in Florida where I live, there are several cons every year, but they're huge. Yeah. And they require a big time, money, and and, you know, also with the little one taking a four-year-old to a convention is, is right. tricky although I could have brought her here there was actually stuff here for kids
2: yeah yeah well they had a whole uh, kid uh, four-hour convention yeah. yesterday uh, from like eight to or like 10 to two or something they had the whole main meeting room was set up just for uh, kids yeah and they were doing like Harry Potter stuff in there and uh, and some cartoons yeah uh, like we said, a lot of the costumes have been video game centered. I've also seen some cartoons that I don't watch. And and my daughter was here and pointed out a couple of them and said, oh, he's from Adventure Time or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I, only, I, I know what that is, but I've never seen it, you know. Yeah. But um, like you were saying yesterday, there I haven't really seen any Star Trek costumes, there which f- is unusual. Few,
3: there were a few people in... in Starfleet uniforms. There's a there's a table just outside this room, uh, yeah, which right. is the local right. uh, starship, uh, and so there's a few people there. There was like one guy who's looks like he was probably in his 70s, walking around in a in a Wrath of Khan era uniform. Yeah, uh, saw a few people wearing JJ verse uniforms. Uh, the the woman who was just running the panel that we just saw. Yeah, she was uh, She was, she was right? wearing a, a TOS uh, uniform. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, so there's a little bit of Star Trek, but yeah, not a, not a whole lot. Yeah,
2: um, which the last convention that I went to before Magic City Con started was a Star Trek convention back when I was in high school. So all of the costumes mm-hmm. there, you know, were Star Trek related. But um, hope I'm hoping that this continues to grow and that Birmingham becomes. Uh, kind of on the map as far as conventions go, because you, you hear New York, you hear uh, I think Dragon Con is in Atlanta. That's Atlanta, yeah. one of the big ones. Uh, it's then you hear San Diego Comic Con, which is just the huge one that everybody wants to go to. Uh, I'm hoping that Magic City Con gets uh, big enough to where people from other parts of the country hear about it and, and try to come here. Next year I'm going to actually be on the uh, planning committee that will kind of help uh, plan out some of the who the guests are going to be and mm-hmm. and things like that and of course i'll be running I'll be running a few panels there as well but
3: I'd love to come back next year I, uh, I don't know if, if it's feasible or not yeah. <laughs> but uh, i mean it, it's handy it's it's odd that I am here in Birmingham because the the way it works out is uh, my uh, in-laws live in Oxford, Mississippi, mm-hmm. which is about three and a half hours away from here yeah uh, and you announced that you were going to be on these panels, yeah. Uh, a couple months back, and I was I was starting to reply. Gee, that's great. Too bad I can't be there to hear them. And then I looked at the dates and I thought, wait a minute. And I checked when my eldest got out of school, mm-hmm. and realized that if I left the day after she got out of school, I could actually be here for the con because it yeah. was close enough. Because you know, driving up seven or eight hours away that's that's kind of pushing it. But three hours, I can do. Yeah. Um, so the kids are at their grandparents, and I'm here. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> which is awesome because when you're doing when you do a podcast the way that uh, that we do, where you're doing it over Skype, you know, very rarely do you get. To, I mean, how many of the people that you podcast with? Well, you've been podcasting for a while. How many of the people
3: that you podcast with have you actually physically met? I've met Karen. Uh, I've met Boz. Um, I've met Greg. He. he I don't know. Do you ever listen to uh, Inappropriate Conversations? I've heard it, yeah. Okay, I've met, I've met him a couple times. Um, I met Gordon from uh, from Little Pot of Horrors.
2: I know you met Scott a few weeks ago. It oh, that's went, right, yeah. yeah,
3: and and, and Scott. Uh, I think that's it, and, so and that's, now you. Yeah, so. so
2: it's like five, six names, but you podcast with... Like I, 10 or 20 people. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. So, and I podcast with uh, with... There there are six people on our show uh, that are regulars, including myself. So, which I I knew John years ago, and Chrissy's my cousin. So, so, and now you, you know, and there's still two people on our show that I've never met physically. Don't know that, well, I'll ever meet them physically, you know. But, you know, you have. So it's cool when you're able to actually uh, meet face to face and and have conversations that are off mic and, and get to know each other a little bit, you know, so. So, yeah, it was really cool to have you in town and, and get to share this uh, this convention with you. One of the things that I liked yesterday, we were talking a few minutes ago about being able to talk to people about the, the nerdy things that you like without um, having to worry about boring the person that you're talking to, you know. Uh, yesterday we sat in on a, on a game that, that Joe was hosting, and he had us kind of help be judges for this, almost like an NCAA bracket tournament, And it was all picking Star Trek characters and Star Wars characters and having them fight each other. And we just (laughs) sat and discussed who would win in a fight between these characters. And that was probably one of the most fun panels that that I sat in on this week.
3: Yeah, it was great. And it was absolutely ludicrous. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, because one of the the brackets was who would win in a fight between an Ewok and a Tribble. (laughs) And it sounds ridiculous, but then the audience starts actually discussing it. And we couldn't decide. We couldn't decide who would actually win because that, that
3: one was the tie, wasn't it? That, he had to roll a D
2: eight to be able to <laughs> to be able to decide. And I think the Ewok won just because of which number came up. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you're if you're if you're wondering, the the argument was that the Ewok would just uh, would just stab the um, the Tribble. But then the argument on the Tribble side was that he would. Um, Multiply and eventually they would devour all the vegetation on the entire planet, and the Ewok was starved to death. You know. <laughs> By the way, my vote was for the Ewok. <laughs> but but yeah, it was just a lot of fun, and the and the audience got really into it, and they were and when I say audience, there was about maybe twenty five people in here. Yeah. And uh, and they uh, they really got into it, and everybody had good points, you know, and a, a few one liners here and there. But, uh, but yeah, that one was a lot of fun. And then, of course, some of the people that we met here um, uh, met one of the guys from the Deuce Cast Movie show today. He, that's a, a podcast that I listen to regular. And uh, and then we also met the Alabama Ghostbusters yesterday, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good, a pretty cool uh, organization. These guys are—it's um, a Ghostbusters fan club, technically that's what they are. But they get together, they have uniforms that, and and they build the they build these uh, proton pack replicas, and they go around to places like Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and meet kids and get their pictures taken with them and stuff like that, but it's it's just guys that like Ghostbusters, they read the comics, they watch the movies, and m- most of their panel was uh, talking about why people are hating on the new Ghostbusters movie when they haven't <laughs> even seen it yet and all that kind of stuff, but... But yeah, I thought they were pretty cool to, to talk to. Any, anything that stands out that you wanted to mention? Uh,
3: I'll, yeah, I like the Ghostbusters. Their their passion for what they were doing yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. W- watching people talk about what they really dig is is I enjoy it. Yeah. And there's been a lot of that this weekend. Um, you know, I before this weekend, if if you had shown me the list of panels uh, that were that were available. Uh, I probably would have been like, well, okay. Um, yeah. but now that I've sat through them and, and seen what it's like, I'm, it, 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 literally is sitting around with 25 of your friends that you've never met before. Right. Talking about this geeky stuff. The one thing that is both a disappointment and a relief is the vendor room. Yeah. Because I was worried <laughs> about spending money I didn't have. Yeah. Um, but the vendor room is—it's almost all anime, and uh, uh, there's a lot of self-publishing authors and, and uh, artists and stuff. I mean, nice stuff, but yeah. nothing that I'm going to drain my bank account right uh, in there. I didn't walk in there and see, oh my God, that's a full-scale you know a scale model of the Galileo that I have to have or yeah. something like that. Um, so there I was become, a lot
2: of a lot of cool stuff to go in there and look at. Oh yeah, it's it's nice yeah. stuff,
3: but it's nothing that it's not like there's almost nothing Star Trek in there. Which
2: yeah, there was uh, some there was some uh, there was a lot. Of, well, I say a lot. There were a couple of vendors that were selling Star Wars toys, yeah, uh, vintage toys. Uh, some of them not as vintage, but they were still in the package. And and then there were uh, there were a lot of people that would make that were making things that. That were geeky Star Trek related or Star Wars related. Saw some. Uh, there was a candle maker that was making candles that looked like the Tardis, and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, so a lot of cool stuff to look at, and uh, you know, pick it up if that's what if that's what you're into. One thing I didn't see down there. I don't know if you technically call this a comic book convention. I didn't really see a lot of comic yeah, books. There's no <laughs>
3: comics at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what is the? I mean, is this? Did, it's ju- its it not really is, called a
2: comic book convention. It's is it just is it a
3: sci-fi con? Yeah,
2: or? like a—I would just call it a genre fiction, you know, convention. I guess, uh, which I—I I know Comic Con originally was a comic book convention. I don't really think that's what it is now. It's no. yeah. So I think that most of the conventions that pop up are just trying to be smaller versions of that. Mm-hmm. You know, to to to, and it's good for the audience. Uh, that lives in an area like Birmingham that I don't have the time or the money to fly out to San Diego to con- go to Comic-Con. I, you,
3: know, you know, if I had either, or if I had both, I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, friend of mine, he's, uh, he was the best man at my wedding. He's been a friend of mine since high school. Um, he and his family last year, they yeah. saved up and they went out to San Diego. And just the story of how much time they stood in line, yeah, waiting to see stuff. And how absolutely packed it was! uh, No thanks. Yeah. Um, You know, this this con by by about four o'clock yesterday afternoon was getting the crowd was getting to be too much for me. Yeah. You know, but it it never it never like crossed the threshold of oh my god I got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, But many more people than it would have. Today's great because today's. (laughs) You know, a few hungover people staggering yeah. around. <laughs> today's, a lo- today's
2: a little lighter. This is the day, and then they kind of wrap stuff up, and it wraps up at two o'clock. So a lot of the people that were here yesterday were just here
3: for the day, yeah. And uh, and so today was was a little more on the light side. But. but the only the only downside to this con, I don't think there's been anything. There haven't been any like major train wrecks or anything. But yeah. uh, but there there did seem to be the occasional snafu in communication, like. We were waiting to, to watch a panel last night that had gotten moved or yeah. uh, that, you know, we didn't know about. We were the only ones sitting in there, and finally after 15 minutes, like, well, I guess this one's not happening. Yeah, and there should have uh, been a
2: sign down there or something that said that they were removed or something. Yeah, I can see that.
3: But uh, how, how long is – how do you know how many of these have been done so far?
2: Of the convention? The, yeah. Uh, this is the second year. Oh, this is
3: only the second year? Yeah. Oh, well, then that's entirely yeah. available then. Yeah, there was
2: a um, – There used to be a convention in Birmingham that lasted three or four years called Phoenix Festival, I think is what it was called, or Phoenix Con or something like that. But last year, for some reason, the guys that ran that just didn't put one together for that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know if it had something to do with their day job or whatever, and they just didn't have time to plan it, and it was... It was about this size, you know. The area had gotten about this size. Well, they didn't do it, so uh, the people that run this kind of filled that gap. Mm-hmm. PhoenixCon may be coming back later this year or next year, you know. So there may there may actually be two conventions in Birmingham uh, if PhoenixCon comes back and actually stays back, you know, and doesn't doesn't cancel again. So if that happens, that would be in, that would be uh, interesting for, for Birmingham to be able to do this in the summer. And then have another one coming in the fall.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. I would hate to spend a lot of money on building a costume that I only get to wear once a year. Yeah. Unless I'm going to go to Atlanta and go to Dragon Con or something like that.
3: But. Yeah, I've been trying to – I want to do some cosplay. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do uh, – like make Scotty's uniform that yeah. more wore in like Star Trek's 3 and 4. Yeah. Uh, but haven't been able to find the pattern for the jacket.
2: Yeah. I think Paramount kept a lot of that locked down. Yeah. It may be more open now that they want to promote the prime universe more because people, some of the younger people may not mm-hmm. even remember some of that, you know. So to to get more people interested into coming back and looking at some of the older stuff, they may put some of that out. But I don't know. Paramount's been kind of a... If, you don't wanting to, you know, with the whole Axanar thing, they may be kind of gunshot on doing anything like that, so.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard anything from that in a while.
2: Well, yeah, J.J. Abrams had 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 signed off to say, you know, whatever, let them do what they want to do, but that's that's paramount. You still have CBS. Yeah. So CBS may have a problem with them, you know, <laughs> so so yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll
3: see where that goes.
2: yeah. Here. But um, one thing that I liked was um, this hotel that we're in is adjacent to the the largest shopping mall in Alabama, Mm -hmm. which is the River Chase Galleria. And uh, when you go out into the mall area and go down to the food court, some of the people in the costumes that leave the hotel to go get lunch, it's kind of interesting to see the faces of the (laughs) shoppers in the mall when Ming the Merciless is walking, is in line at McDonald's, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> things like that. So. I, just,
3: I just love the sign that's at the at the, 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 the entrance to the mall. It yeah. says, no masks or weapons beyond this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we do have a weapons check at the top of the escalator, so that if you come off the escalator and you've got some sort of a, a weapon, they have to check it and make sure that it's not real before they let you just go walking around. To One thing that they've added this year that I think is good is a... They call it a coat check area, but if you if you have a costume that requires a giant axe or something and you might get tired of carrying that thing around all day, mm-hmm. you can go to the coat check area and check it. Oh, uh, that's and I would cool. say that you can still walk around and enjoy yourself without having to worry about keeping up with your giant weapons, <laughs> your BFG. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but, yeah, I've been very impressed. I You know, coming to... What is in essence a, sm- a small con? I mean, Birmingham is hardly a small town, but yeah. but this is a small convention. Uh, I you know I wasn't sure what level of fandom I would see here, but it's every bit as sophisticated and and uh, I don't want to use the word rabid, but rabid uh, <laughs> <laughs> as anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and I include myself in that. Yeah. In that, you know, once we we started getting into the The uh, obscure Star Trek quotes last night. Oh yeah, Uh, you know I was right up there at the front of it, so (laughs) 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 I am not in any way pointing fingers. Um, I had a blast, and uh, if I can at all get back here next year, I will.
2: Yeah, one when we were playing that game, uh, one of the one part of the game that we were doing was we divided the uh, the room into Star Trek fans on one side, Star Wars fans on the other side, which. I'm kind of, I'm both, you know, but I picked the Star Trek side just because I've known it longer and know more about it, and uh, one thing that we did was uh, the moderator picked William Shatner for our side, picked Harrison Ford for the other side, and it just went through, and ha- when it came to your turn, you had to name a, a film that wasn't Star Trek that William Shatner was in, which is is easy to begin with, <laughs> but... After you've exhausted, you know, the Twilight Zone and Outer Limits, and you know, you even got down the one of mine was that he was the price line negotiator, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> things like that. You know, it, it gets hard to to come up with uh, with other things that William Shatner was in. They they had Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is pretty easy. He's got a yeah. much larger body of work than William Shatner.
3: But we what beat did him. It? Yeah, we did beat him. We did
2: beat. Him. We beat him in the quotes because uh, well, we had we had. Uh, 12, 13, 12 movies and five series worth of quotes to, to come <laughs> up with. All they had was, you know, just a Star Wars canon. But, uh, and then he tried to make it harder by saying, Your quotes can only come from the motion picture. I'm like, What? Really? <laughs> and then I remembered uh, uh, the scene where they're going through the, the wormhole and Decker says, Belay that. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty fun. Okay, well, uh, this was just kind of a short episode that I wanted to, to do real quick since uh, since Rick was here in, in town and in person. Uh, we just got out of our last panel. We, they did a, uh, a Marvel Civil War kind of post-mortem thing. And uh, as soon as we left out of that, they were going to start doing the closing ceremony. So Rick and I kind of ducked into one of the empty meeting rooms and decided to just record something real quick. So... Uh, that's pretty much all I've got to talk about. Like I said, the, the panel that we recorded for uh, on Friday night about Doctor Who and Stephen Moffat will come out as an episode uh, next week. So, uh, well, this episode actually comes out next week. It'll be the week after that. So, so be looking for that. Uh, and you can also find Rick on a few other shows on uh, Simply Syndicate if you want to name some of those off.
3: Okay, uh, you can find me... Uh, the Seventh Chevron is our Stargate SG-1 uh, podcast. Uh, Simply Syndicated Movie News is our week- weekly wrap-up of... Uh, you can probably figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots. Uh, what else am I doing? Oh, and uh, I'm going to be starting a new show uh, very soon. We've recorded the first episode of it, which is called Queer Studies, which is going to be a- actually not about fiction, uh, about... <laughs> how to be a good ally to the lgbtq community and uh, and helping people understand what our our uh, dear friends over on that side of the world <laughs> of life uh, are going through okay all right well uh, that's gonna pretty much do it for
2: us guys uh we're gonna we're gonna head out go home take a nap and <laughs> uh yeah, Rick, rick's, yeah, rick's got to drive back <laughs> to mississippi <laughs> yeah. so we'll talk to you guys uh, later so take care of yourselves So welcome to Podcasting for Dummies. We've got more panelists than we have Mm -hmm. audience members, and 50% of our audience already has a podcast. Oh, great. So this is just for me. (laughs) But um, basically, I just wanted to put together a panel that would um, talk about some basics if you wanted to try out podcasting, see if you actually even like it before you invest a, a lot of time and money into getting equipment and things like that. Uh, and I'll go ahead and let everybody introduce myself. I'll introduce myself. I'm Sean Ray. I'm a host of Cosmic Potato the Super Fan Talk podcast, and I also uh, have a blog at mykidsdadisagEEK.com. My so, uh, and uh,
3: Rick. Uh, I'm Rick Tatro. Uh, I occasionally show up on the Cosmic Potato. I'm also all over the place at simply syndicated.com uh, podcasting network. I've got tons of geeky shows. More than my wife would like me to have. <laughs> <laughs> my name is uh, William Turkhurst, and
5: I'm with these guys over on RocketPunchGo.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same here, um, Cameron Kearns,
6: um, kind of helping out with Rocket Punch. Awesome news, entertainment, geek media, entertainment site thing in, out of Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, we, we have a lot of fun, probably way too much than we should, but that's no problem.
7: Our motto is, we talk about video games in the microphone. <laughs> we do that. Um, my name is Seth. I I don't know. Rocket Punch kind of was born in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it started from you. So, sometimes, sometimes, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Basically, we have two podcasts that we do right now. The Rocket Punch Cast is our 90-minute um, talk about video games and microphones. It is really more entertainment. Um, we talk about a lot of news and share our uh, views
5: and whatnot on it. Um, and then Will hosts Tank and Spain. Yes. And that's essentially our Blizzard uh, developer-focused podcast. So Warcraft, Starcraft, here's the Storm, Overwatch, all the fun stuff.
2: Are you excited about the Warcraft
5: movie? I just finished it. You are seeing it? Yesterday. I enjoyed it. it. Did you?
3: But to enjoy that movie, I feel like you need to know the lore. That that was what I got from the trailers. It looked like if you're into the game, you'll love the movie. If not, you'll be lost. Very much so. Yeah, it's
5: doing well overseas, so we're probably going to get a sequel. But here... If you're not a Warcraft fan, don't bother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, uh, one, of my, um, one
7: of my crew members went to see it last night, and that was his. And he, he, and, he is
6: into Warcraft. <laughs> a lot of these stories. Well,
1: do, do you, does
3: oh, yeah. it need to be Warcraft specifically, or if you were into MMOs, will that if help? If you're into MMOs, it'll help, but
5: it's more of a... Like this is very much a lore-driven movie. It's okay. from the story of Warcraft 2, mm-hmm. so it goes back a little bit. But you see how Karazhan became a raid, and you know a Burning Crusade. You see the fall of the all these other characters and the, the rise of a couple. So it's just like,
7: I don't have a lot of background in the lore, so I was like, that's the building shape I'm familiar with. I'm I know that know. one. <laughs> that's that throne room I went to one time. That was cool. It's like, oh hey, Stormwind. That's it. yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, right, let me move on to the first slide. So yeah. um, basic, the basic, very bare bones requirements that you have to have to get started in podcasting. You have to have a topic. Uh, you have to have a microphone. Some sort of, Go ahead.
1: What type of microphone?
2: That we're going to get into that. Okay, we're going to get okay. into that. Uh, you have to have some sort of editing software. There are free editing softwares out there that are pretty good. and You can also spend money on them if you want. Uh, you have to have a hosting service. Mm-hmm. And you have to have... A way of promoting. You don't have to promote your show, but nobody's going to know about it if you don't. <laughs> right. You know, so. Uh, necessary evil, you might say. Right, right. So as far as a topic, you know, what kind of show is it? What is it that you're passionate about that you can spend 30, 45 minutes to an hour talking about it? Uh, whether you're going to be talking with somebody or if you're going to be doing the show by yourself. Uh, And it can be anything. There's an Anatomy of Knitting podcast, which is not something I would listen to, but, you know. Uh,
5: I will need that for my wife. (laughs) Uh, Also, like,
2: uh, After Buzz has uh, basically a podcast for every TV show that's on. You know, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are not uh, as good. But there's one out there like the, the Silicon Valley after show. You know, every episode they do a show that talks about the episode that just aired, you know. But uh, it, your topic can be anything. If you guys have anything that, to add, you know. What podcast
1: you guys remember listening to?
2: Actually, his, uh, his show, he used to do Starbase 66 when I bought my first MP3 player, which is back in 08, yeah. 09. And uh, I went on uh, iTunes just looking for a Star Trek podcast, and I came across Starbase 66. And, and he hosted
3: that for six, seven years. Something S- like yeah, that. Six, six years, yeah. Uh, first show I came, well, the first podcast I ever actually listened to was uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, NPR, because they put it out as a podcast, right, right. Uh, and that was back before I even had an MP4. That's I would awesome. download it, burn it onto a CD, and listen to it in my car. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, but the first real podcast I listened to was on the Simply Syndicated Network. It was their Star Trek show, uh, Make It So. Okay. And after about six months of listening to these two guys just talk about Star Trek, uh, I was like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they had a couple, of, they had some shows that you could, like, send in. They had a, a, a book review show that they solicited uh, reviews on, and I did a couple of those uh, for, like, I did Stranger in a Strange Land, and, and I forget what it was. All science fiction. And folks kind of dug here in what I had to say, so I started a science fiction and Star Trek podcast that went on for six years.
5: Awesome. I honestly don't remember the first one <laughs> I listened to. Yeah. I I've been tracking all the Kevin Smith stuff for years. Oh, okay. Smallcast. Yes. So, uh, Smallcast, uh, all the Sir Radio Network stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Major Nelson for a while, and, you know, from Xbox, Larry Herb, and all that stuff. So it varies. But I don't remember the first one. Of this. Day. First one I can
6: remember was um, Scott Johnson, the Frog Pants Network. They did a um, World of Warcraft podcast garbage. called The Instance. And in uh, playing World of Warcraft, that was one of the first ones I stumbled upon, um, that was very popular. And I was like, this is, this is relevant to my interests, very much so. Um, there And then after, you know, kind of same thing with Rick there after listening to it. It'd be cool to do this. Like, I don't think this would be too difficult. It'd be cool to do something like yeah. this.
7: The first one I remember was uh, Major Nelson Radio and Giant Bomb Cast oh, yeah, at the same Giant time. Love them so much. Um, and then that led me into do a, I actually did another podcast about a year before we started this one uh, with one of my best friends called Fanboy Explosion. Uh, and it was, that was where I learned the, that's where I made all the mistakes, right? Yeah. You make all your mistakes when you first start um, and you learn and you figure it out. Yep. And then when we went in with Rocket Punch, it was very different because we were face to face versus doing things over Skype um, and so that was a whole different thing to learn. But with, with uh, um, as far as like what got me into it, it was Larry Herb, Major Nelson, is, was like the guy. I was like, that guy is awesome. He's been doing this for like 500 episodes. Yeah, this is really cool. That's so. cool.
3: Can I just emphasize the, the passion that you need to have for your topic? Um, I was looking for new podcasts about a month ago and I was there is when I when, when I started listening to podcasts there weren't that many Star Trek shows out there now there are hundreds uh, there's been this explosion in them and some are good some aren't so, it, kind of the sad thing is they all almost all seem to be two white guys sitting there just talking about stuff <laughs> um, and unfortunately I, I try to break that mold whenever I can but I, I'm only half of it <laughs> but, um, there were these guys that sounded like they were going to be... I can't even remember the name of the show, but uh, I downloaded their their first episode because they, they, they seemed like they were really passionate about Star Trek and they were really into it. And I got about halfway through the show of listening to them just crap all over the series <laughs> and talk about how awful this was and how bad that was, and I just turned it off and I didn't go back. Um, yeah, it's okay to, to talk about something you don't like, but I think if you if you base your show on something that's pissing you off, uh, yeah. sorry, is that okay? There? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I, I'm a real. You're potty. speaking
7: directly to the video game. That <laughs> 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 Continue
3: on. I, I have a bit of a potty mouth when I come. <laughs> um, you know, if your show is based in negativity, you're not. You'll, I mean, you'll hang on to some people, but probably not the ones you want to keep. Right. So make sure you you. You, you really love what you're talking about because if, if there's interest in it and you're interested in it, that's going to come through and your audience is going to dig it.
6: Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I would probably say don't. far as picking a topic, especially with the Star Trek one, it, when you pick a topic, it could be something you love and there will be, there, I'm sure there will be hundreds, much more other ones than that and I would not let that deter you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have that passion, then you will get those people that hey, I'm looking for a podcast, man, this guy's really like—he's really passionate, he knows what he's talking about, I'm going to listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. definitely, you know, just because you see a lot of other podcasts that are doing the same or similar things doesn't mean you should hold yourself back from doing that. Yeah, absolutely.
7: I think that some of the most fun we have is when we when things get off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we're, we're fortunate enough to um, be able to see each other, and we have a lot of people that are friend, very close friends with us that listen on a regular basis, they don't, they didn't just like listen out of vanity for like two or three episodes, like they actually enjoy listening to us, yeah, yeah. and they tell us all the time, they're like, that time when you went off on a tangent <laughs> yeah. about something on video games, like I was dying, I was rolling on the floor, and that's where I think when you start to have that kind of fun, that's when, like, even if you're not quality-wise up to par with some of the people you may be competing with, if you can make people genuinely laugh, they'll keep coming back or yeah. feel good.
2: Yeah, and I think that's also one of the pluses to doing a show with another person rather than doing a show by yourself. Because if you go off on a ten-minute rant, your co-host might be able to reel you back in yeah. and, and change the subject. If you're by yourself, <laughs> if you're by yourself, you could go an hour ranting about something, and you know nobody's going to want to listen to it for an hour. It might be funny for 10, 15 minutes, but yeah. you know an hour of you just crapping on the latest Star
3: Wars movie that you didn't like or whatever. You there are some people who can get away with a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one of them. I tried. It was <laughs> terrible.
2: <laughs> uh, as far as the microphone, the mic that's built into your laptop is not good enough for recording a podcast. And I've I've listened to some shows where it sounds like they just turned on their laptop and set it in the middle of the room, and the four guys yelled at it for half an hour, and it sounded terrible. You can't tell who was saying what. Um, the first mic that I bought was the one on the top. And it's just a cheap condenser mic. It cost me $12 on... Uh, hey, Joe. Uh, it cost me $12 on uh, Wish.com. And it had pretty good sound quality. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Now I use the, the Blue Snowball. Yeah, Blue Snowball. I, yeah, I got that for uh, Christmas last year. Um, what are you guys
7: using right here? Because I
1: notice you're, you know, something back a- away from them. So they're legit podcast
7: mics. Well, we did... A lot of research because for us value was very important. Sure. Um, we didn't want to spend four or five hundred bucks. These right. are Audio Technica's AR, ATR 2100 USBs. The reason we bought these is because they're XLR and USB and they ran us about $60 a piece. About so $60. $60, $60, $70. It kind of fluctuates yeah. between. And they're, they're pretty good. Their pickup pattern is pretty narrow to the, toward the front. Yeah. Um, so uh, we run it into a Behringer. UMC-404HD, yeah. if you want to get those actual things, we'll give them to you I'll and look at those for sure later. Um, and we run it into garage, uh, GarageBand. As a, uh, basically, that's the audio interface, and these are the mics. I think the setup was, we each bought our own mics for about 60 bucks and that was
5: $100. We have two of those. Yeah, and that was, picked up one, and I picked up one. Yeah, we
7: made a little bit of an investment. Our first episode was everyone around my game. Yeah.
5: So, <laughs> like, do you find that you need a compressor
7: with those, or you just run them straight into the board? I run them straight at that audio interface, does all the work. And then I do have. Comp- I've recently been tinkering with EQ over here. Um, so we've, I've been trying with compressor. But the nice thing is that is not analog, that's all, oh, that's all digital. So it runs into this via USB. So when we're done, I can go in, I can do noise gate, I can do everything
3: afterwards. It we, we <laughs> <laughs> we'll swap model if, if this looks intimidating to you, uh, especially when you're first starting out, a decent $20 gaming headset, headset mic will do you just fine yeah. for the first few shows. Uh, it's not something, if, if you stay with it, it's not something you're going to want to stay with. Uh, but it's certainly good for getting your feet wet and uh, uh, getting a feel for it.
2: Yeah, like I said, just getting something to do your first couple of shows so you can find out if you even enjoy doing it. Because if you don't enjoy doing it, you don't want to drop... 80 bucks on a blue snowball you know you want to you want to start with something a little cheaper that'll at least get you uh some decent sound um you also want to learn the difference between a condenser mic and a dynamic mic because a condenser mic is going to pick up a lot more of the sound that's around you so if you've got a fan or an air conditioner in the background it's going to pick it up it may not it may not be terrible i have an air conditioner running when i'm doing my podcast because it's alabama and it's hot you know (laughs) so so uh so I can't I can't turn it off. I turn it down as low as I can, uh, and it's far enough away from me that you can hear it in the background, but it's just a constant hum. So it doesn't really detract from the voices on the on the show. Uh, if you have something a lot closer to you and you're using a condenser mic, it's gonna it, it might mess with the audio quality of the show. Dynamic mics are a little a um, little heavier, a little more expensive, and but they do pick up more of just voice and not as much of what's going on around. These are dynamic
7: mics. My background is in film. Um, I went to school for film and so I do a lot of technical work. My advice for anybody when it comes to the technical gear is don't ever let technical limitations hold you back because some of the funniest things that I have ever heard have been from computer mics or (laughs) cell phone mics. It's not against the rules. But it's something to factor in because when people listen, they're going to form an impression very early on, and the quality is usually that first impression, like, is there humming, is there buzzing, can I hear an AC in the background? Um, It's good to get that tuned over time, but that's by no means, like, if you don't have this set up, you can't start, like, that's not a rule by any means. Focus on getting good content because you can have the $400 mics each, but if you're not interesting or not having good conversations, then...
2: As someone whose background is not in, Vietnam, i mean, I'm a young psychiatrist who came to the club lately. I asked a friend of mine who is in a, a real band, but they make
3: no money to play. And uh, he is an audio engineer. And I said, okay. Bobby, so, monkey he Baby. He said, $42 Snowball. Yeah. got it yeah. around last Christmas, and
6: there's supposed to be another spate of sales, and there usually is July, August. Snowballs are really great. They, they do very well, and they're not overly expensive. Um, to yeah, the bank for the buck bearers, very much,
2: very much. I think yeah. the one that my wife got me for Christmas was about $75, brand new. You can get them online on Amazon. Slightly used for maybe $45, $50. So, yeah. And like I said, the uh, the one at the top was a decent microphone. I still use it sometimes. Um, and uh, it was 12 bucks on Wish.com. but everything from Wish.com is coming from China, so you have to wait about six weeks for it to get here. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's a decent mic.
3: Are you running your condenser into a mixer?
2: Uh, no, it's just a USB oh, plug. Oh, so that's straight the, the, the thing
3: you got to know about condenser mics is they need power. So if it's not a USB mic, you're going to need a mixer with phantom power on yeah. it to, to drive your condenser. Uh, dynamic mics are they don't need their own power; they generate their own signal. Yeah.
2: Um, the best the best the easiest way to get started with a podcast is to do it over Skype. That's what most people do. A lot of guys. That's what um, we do. Yeah, a lot of guys are able to, to do it uh, in person. But doing a show with, with Skype allows you to be able to uh, have people on your show that are in other places. Like when uh, when my show first started, I did my first episode last August. And buddy of mine that I worked with 20 years ago, we used to have all these conversations about movies and things like that. And when I decided I wanted to do a podcast... I thought back to all those conversations. I was like, you know, it would be good to record some of that stuff. So I got in touch with him. He lives in Washington, D.C. now. But he's, you know, he, uh, he Skypes him with me every couple of weeks. And then uh, and then started chatting with Rick. Rick lives in Florida. So, you know, all three of us are beginning on there. We've also got a, a, a couple girls that are on the show. One's in uh, Washington, D.C. The other one's in Ohio. we got another guy that's in Maryland. Now, we, we don't all do the show at the same time. It's usually three or four of us at a time. Because uh, I find that once you get, if you get more than four people on the show at, at the same time, it starts to get confusing as to who's who's supposed to be talking. A lot of people are talking over each other, things like that. You know,
3: so I had eight people on it once, one time, and while it was fun, it was it was a nightmare. <laughs> Six of them were in England, four or two of us were over here.
2: Yeah, because then everybody everybody pauses to see who's going to talk next, and then you <laughs> got all the, you got all these pauses you got to edit out and all that kind of stuff. But it's really Skype is really easy to set up. You just you know have to have a Skype account, and, and Skype doesn't have a way to record, so you have to have something to to record with, which I'm going to talk about that here in a few minutes. But um, Joey, have yeah, you
3: got a on? question real quick? Yeah, you um, we were talking
5: about the mic.
7: Uh, my wife does uh, care. Does a lot of singing, and she bought a karaoke machine so that she
5: could record her singing, see how she was doing. Would I be able to transfer one of those mics into doing this, or do I have to, be, would I have to go out and buy?
3: A Depends on the connector. Does it have a? It those usually have a quarter inch jack, like the old mic uh, headphone jack. Yeah, it's you know uh, my wife's a
5: little bit older than me, so it's it made, I think she bought it back
3: in the '80s. It's probably a pretty bad microphone. Those are. Those things were usually pretty, the the mics were pretty crappy. You can give it a shot. Uh, You can get go to Radio Shack and get a quarter-inch to eighth-inch adapter, Uh, and if your laptop has a mic in input, you can plug it in there or your desktop and just see how it sounds. (laughs) <laughs> they still exist somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or uh, Amazon.com
4: has yeah. them too. Best
2: Buy has, has that, some mics too, that, and some of them are not. You can very also
4: get expensive. VHS tape labels at Radio Shack. <laughs> 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 get those quarter disks, sure, sure. No, they don't
3: have those because I needed some for my light board last Dang year. Dang it! Find it.
4: <laughs> Ridiculous. But I came in late. I apologize. Uh, I uh, run, co-run a podcast called Revolution SF, the Revcast, and we've been doing it for about five years, maybe six years. How long have you you guys been? Uh, I've
2: been podcasting for about a year, almost a year. Okay,
4: and how long has Rocket Punch been? Seven months. Seven months. Seven months, months. okay. This
2: this guy's been podcasting for almost ten years.
4: Awesome, awesome. So. Uh, what the deal is uh, you touched on it for a second and the technical stuff is very important but I was going to come and talk about content and that I really think is the most important thing because um, a lot of the stuff I've been recording here and at conventions, when I do conventions I just do it on this and the sound isn't great but I don't mean to brag, but Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to listen to. That being what you're waving around there. This is a Sony, what is the thing? It is a handheld um, USB recorder. I got it off Amazon for like 45 bucks. Okay, so it's a little dictaphone thing? Yeah. And it just USBs right into your computer.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Rick and I did a panel Friday night, a Doctor Who panel. And uh, I recorded it on my phone. And played it back. it. It sounded pretty decent. So I spliced it together last night as an episode that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. You know, so as long as you can hear what everybody's saying, yeah, you know, and, and, and if the content is interesting enough, a lot of people will will look past a few of the uh, of the issues of it not sounding quite perfect. Podcasting is uh, is a hobby for most people. We're not professionals, you know, so it's not going to sound like a DJ in a in a, in a radio station. Somewhere. Right.
4: I mean, this is the 21st century version of what probably a lot of us did, sitting around and just um, talking and recording stuff. Mm -hmm. When I was 12, I had a cassette recorder. And so (laughs) I made podcasts on cassette tapes at the time. And now this is what that is. This is exactly what that is. And um, I don't mind saying the stuff I recorded when I was 12 was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's what I, I... when you when you are um, doing a podcast, content is it's got to be the most important thing, uh, in my opinion. It's super cool to get all the technical stuff happening, and um, but ooh, my goodness, uh, if you don't have anybody listening yeah. to your crisp, equalized tech, right. then that that that's a
7: problem. That's where I like approach podcasting like you would journalism. And if you don't know, like if you've never done journalism or anything like that before, it's, uh, it's not just someone doesn't just sit down and start typing right. words. There's a research that goes into it. There are, like for, for us specifically, ours is our background is video games. So for about 30 minutes to an hour before each episode, we, throughout the week, we're saving news articles that we're going to react to on our mm-hmm. podcast. Then we sit down for about thirty minutes to an hour. We arrange. We say, okay, this would be a good transition into this. Okay, this is where we'll, you know, we'll talk about this, and then we'll transition. So it's a, it's very much a, it's not scripted by any means, but it is planned. Um, and so that way you have a good approach for that. And when you think about video game podcasts, bajillion of them. Bajillion. Yeah. There's a bajillion podcasts for everything. Um, so is the fact that a new Destiny expansion coming out important? Yeah, sure. We're going to talk about it. But what's really more important is like our approach to it and our reaction to it. Exactly. Um, and so that's where you start to think about, right? Like what is your character? Um, and you don't necessarily have to be fake, but like destiny upsets me. So every time <laughs> destiny comes up, I get a little fired up, right? <laughs> and and that's how it kinda of, that's how we kind of approach that. But then the other conversations that we have will be like someone will announce this ridiculous, like pre-order uh, Pre-order bonus thing, like, and everyone else is just like, oh, pre-order bonuses are the worst. And we'll stop and we'll be like, what's the angle here? Have you ever heard that term, the angle, before? Like, what angle are you going to take?
4: Yeah, like out of that.
7: Yeah, exactly. Like you look at a fact, and there are multiple ways to approach it, right? It's like, okay, why are pre-order bonuses a thing? How do pre, you know, how have pre-orders affected the sale of games? And then you start to look at it at these different angles, and that's where I think that unique content comes from. Exactly.
4: <laughs> See you. You can you you can read articles on the web yourself in the privacy of your own home. You don't have to listen to someone reading it to you. So that's what podcasts don't need to be, and a lot of them are that. And yeah, personality is so key and so important. And um, research is is that that is I, I come from a journalism background myself. And uh, that's exactly what you have to do. That's precisely what you have to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean you, m- maybe you don't time it out perfectly, but just having an outline, having a, uh, like, this is what we're going to talk about when we turn the microphones on. Now, what do you guys think uh, about uh, time limits on the podcasts?
2: Well, when I when I first started doing my show, the, my goal was to do maybe an episode a month Maybe every three weeks, and just however long it is, let it be. And, and they usually ran about two hours. And more recently, I've wanted to turn it into a weekly show, but none of us have time to right. record every no, week. of course not. So we get together about every two weeks and just record two one-hour shows. Perfect. And yeah. then uh, with different topics for each for each episode, and then and then so I can put them out every week. But everybody, you know, some people just record one every so often and they don't have a set schedule for it to come out so when they record it they put it out you know you might see an episode today you might not see another one for three weeks you know if if you're not getting paid for it so you know do it whenever you want to do it if people subscribe to your show on itunes or whatever they're going to get a notification when you put a new episode up anyway or it's going to automatically download to their phone so
3: i think it depends on the the subject matter too uh one of my shows I'm doing right now is a Stargate SG-1 episode-by-episode episode review, and some of those episodes, we're done with the show in 35 minutes, and you know we could keep talking, but that would just be padding and no point going any mm-hmm. further. But uh, some shows take an hour to really fully discuss. Uh, I'm also on a, a movie news show, a weekly movie news show, and that show generally runs anywhere from 90, to two, uh, 90 minutes to two hours long because there's four of us and there's a lot of stuff to talk about some weeks. So. Yeah. Um, you know as long as the what you 're talking about is interesting and you 're not just kind of going in circles uh, saying the same things over and over again, I think anywhere between thirty and ninety minutes is probably a really good kind of sweet spot that, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, forty five yeah. to seventy five is the best uh, for keeping your audience engaged.
2: And you guys just get together like what once a month we, a do, yeah, we
1: record once a month and we do four to five episodes per session. Because We have lives where wearing, we got kids, yeah. so we got to deal with that. Yeah, we, we know we can get together once a month, and so yeah, we do four to five episodes. Perfect. It's a long, we start at yeah. like five and end at one sometimes. I mean, it yeah, is, just, makes for a long, but it's what we have to do. Yeah, so. but uh, you're, you're banking episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's exactly that's what we're perfect. Doing. Yeah, that's we Yeah, we bank episodes. One podcast I listen to uses the time as a gimmick, so theirs is always 77 minutes because both the guys were born in '77. <laughs> it's a techno. Techno Retro Dads is what they call themselves, yeah. and they talk about 80s, 70s and 80s content, like anything and everything, TV, movies, or whatever. But they use the time as a sort of like their thing. You know, yeah. We're always 77 minutes, so yeah. you know, it's
6: pretty funny. I know that um, the Rocket Punch cast, we try and keep it within the 90 minute time frame as well. Um, the Tank and Tank podcast is about 30 minutes.
5: It goes 20 to 45, depending. Um, it just depends on news. And we, we record kind
6: of one of the luxuries that we have because we can see, we all um, we're missing one member but all four of us we can we meet each other we see each other yeah, so that's, we'll that's meet cool. up every week and actually record the latest episode and especially with the um, Rocket Punchcast with video games and stuff like that there's a lot of new content every week yeah. constantly coming out so it's something we talk about I, I would say one of the one of the more helpful things is being as consistent as you can with your content okay. um, as well it helps. I know that there have been some podcasts I've tried listening to and like you listen to one and then you don't hear anything for maybe like a month or two and then there's another one then one comes in three weeks. There's another one then one comes in five weeks and I feel like it's teasing me. It's like I want to listen to it but like I want to know when the next one is and having something consistent like what you guys are doing with banking and stuff like that the episodes helps so that you know people know for the Rocket Punch cast it comes out every Tuesday. Yeah. Or Tankens Bank, it's every Thursday. Yeah. Like they, they know they should have an idea of when they're gonna get those.
1: And you know, sometimes based upon when you can record, you know, since we only record once a month, we try and stay away from news because people are gonna get that on the internet anyways. Yeah. I mean, and so we don't talk too much news unless something happened to break the day that we record. Then we'll, you know, talk about that and make sure that's
7: the first episode we release. I really that one, so, and I think know. this boils a lot down to your to what your goal is like. Right. For us, we're, we're we are entertainment. Oh sure. Like for you don't listen to, us to learn news. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you don't know, right. you know, <laughs> listen to us get pissed about Destiny, and, w- <laughs> yeah. and we'll get technical on all kinds of shenanigans. Okay. And we're we're entertaining our personalities, right? right. Um, we're not we're, we call I think it's caricatures of ourselves, kind of. Yeah. Like it's I get a little worked up about Destiny, but then I get kind of worked up about Destiny on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. That's the goal of our podcast, right? right? If your goal is to um, like legitimately, journalistically review each episode of Stargate, then like that's a whole different approach, a whole right. different time segment than you would for something entertaining. Totally. For us, I think the things that we do that are shorter work better, just because gamers... Short attention spans. Yeah, right. 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 I (laughs) push the button and the the tokens come out. You know, Uh, uh, the numbers got to go up, Um, but uh, it you just kind of size it out. Like we did, we started at 60 minutes. Then we were like, man, we can't. This is hard. Like we want to (laughs) talk about a lot of stuff. Like let's see what happens when we go to 90. We go to 90, boom, subscriber number shot up. Yeah, yeah. Because we had more quality content. I think it's
1: more of a long form, you know, format. I think you know certain. Know, I listen to one of the ESPN ones that's 20 minutes, but that, I listen to that for the news aspect of it. Yeah. You know, if you're like you guys, you bring an entertainment value to it, maybe 90 minutes is good. I mean, some of our episodes are like two hours, but some are only an hour. I mean, it just yeah. depends on the situation. Yeah. Our
7: show is also segmented in a way where you can stop. Yeah, like that's if, good, it we, we, we touch on a topic, and then we move to the next one. So if you are commuting, like you'll be pulling in the parking lot. We'll be wrapping something up. You can pause and come back later. That's so. cool.
2: Back to uh, actually recording the shows. Mm -hmm. You, when you're recording over Skype, you can avoid some of the Skype sometimes has glitches. You know, depending on uh, what time of day you're recording, if there's a lot of people using Skype at the time, you know, you can you can have glitches and stuff. If every host records their own track, you can avoid some of that. Uh, which you can use Audacity or GarageBand. I know Audacity is free. Is GarageBand
6: free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if, so. you have a, if you have a Mac. Yeah. Okay. If yeah. You have-
2: yeah. GarageBand is, is for Mac. And, uh, and then whoever's going to do the editing can put those tracks together later and, and sync them up. And that'll kind of help create a seamless, uh, track regardless of whether Skype calls drop or, or whatever. You know, the, a lot of times you'll have to, the call a drop or one of the hosts drops off, you know, and, uh, if you're recording, You know, with a Skype recorder or something like that, it's going to record all that stuff. You know, and you'll have to edit it back out. But if everybody's recording their own track, we did an an episode a few months ago where he heard a horrible echo,
3: the whole recording. I I could barely understand one of the other guys because his signal was just bouncing around in the through the Ethernet Mm -hmm. and just I I couldn't follow a word he was saying. But I I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't hearing.
2: I wasn't hearing it. And, uh, we were actually recording with Zencaster, which is a, uh, relatively new service that right now is free because it's in beta. Uh, and it, you can record alongside with Skype or you can actually use Zencaster instead of Skype. And for that episode, I was recording with Zencaster and we were talking over Skype. And what it does is it records every host on their own machine and then it'll put the, it'll put the tracks together itself and send it to your Dropbox. So when I got the final uh, mix, none of that was on there. So even though we had Skype issues, the recording was still good, and we were still able to use the episode. But like I said, right now it's free. Uh, when they come out of beta, I think they're going to have a subscription of like ten dollars a month or something like that. So.
7: Uh, One thing I'll say, like Skype is I mean, Skype is like the Microsoft word of. Of yeah. podcasting, like right. everyone uses it, but no one knows why. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's way better tools out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and not just coming from like a uh, um, a gaming background, like, but game chat software is designed to be low latency and non-resource intensive. Discord,
3: which is good if you're doing. I'm wondering about that actually, because Skype really pisses me off. So <laughs> if, and this
7: is totally dependent on your team, right? If you can get your team on board, but two, like, I a Discord is a new is is a new game in the field. That's it's basically designed to be game chat, but you could totally use it as a as a Skype thing, hmm. a Skype substitute. Um, I use Curse Voice a lot. Curse, Curse is like a game <laughs> com- company, but it's it's an interesting like like yes, those products are catered toward gamers and playing games, but it's kind of a benefit to you and as a side effect because it's a low latency vo- VoIP program, mm-hmm. which is what you need when you're if especially if everyone's doing the Audacity, record your own track and Audacity's to me a Dropbox and yeah. sync it up
3: do you, do you have to use a, the push-to-talk function on you that? Can can that? You can turn that on or off. Oh, you can turn Whatever it on? Whatever you want to okay. do. That was the only thing that was kind of holding me back was I, I used to uh, play MMOs mm-hmm. a while back, and we tried doing the voice chat a couple of times, and that push-to-talk kind of got <laughs> annoying after You happened.
7: can do push-to-talk noise gate or open mic oh, okay. if you want Sweet.
3: to. So that's one
7: thing to consider, and if you need to synchronize it up, this is a dumb tip. But I, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, yeah. so we would always synchronize our, our dialogue with the Team Rocket motto. So he would do, like, <laughs> prepare for trouble, make it double, to take the world from devastation, to not all peoples within our nation, because we both knew it. And then he would send me the file, and I would just drop them in, sync them up, and then all to do was cut. You really is do
2: that. also got MP3 Skype recorder, which is free to use. It's supposed to automatically start recording as soon as the Skype call starts most of you, the time you goes. have yeah, you, yeah. Have to, you have to check and make sure that it did that because we recorded an episode a couple weeks ago and we got about 45 minutes into it and I looked at the recorder and it wasn't recording you know so
0: yeah
2: um there's several uh free ones out there and there's a couple that get pay for, for Mac. that are not uh
3: oh, not for Mac, not for Mac. Yeah. there's no fr- not, not that I found anyway a free Skype recorder for Mac <laughs>
2: um There's a couple that you have to pay for that are not expensive, like Pamela and Ecamm. I haven't used those. I know, I think Ecamm will actually let you also record video if you want to do a, some people like to do a YouTube podcast where they can put it out as an MP3 or you can go to YouTube and actually see their faces when they're talking. I don't really care for people seeing me when I'm because I don't bother combing my hair and everything when I'm doing a podcast. Jamming. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> kind, of, kind of like the uh, futility of face when it comes to like video games. They're like, just sitting there playing a game. Unless it's like a horror game and they like freak out, there's no point to it. Yeah. I know
3: some people that use uh, Google Hangouts yeah, yeah, to record as well. We,
4: we've uh, tried that, and it uh, is a little, it seems, more reliable than Scott for as far as dropping dropping out.
3: I just haven't been able to figure out how to make it start recording because I never think to check until oh. I'm just getting started, and then it's like, yeah. where's the override? And exactly. it's just not working. Do you
1: guys ever do anything live? Because uh, I know some people that do, do Mixler and broadcast live older.
3: I did years ago. We used yeah. to do uh, like have call-in shows, yeah. Uh, and we used U, uh, what was it, UStream? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. uh, before they started putting commercials in every right, ten minutes exactly. and making life out. Yeah, Mixler
1: does something like that. You have to pay so you can get a certain amount of time. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. cuts off at a certain time, and you have to hit start back over it's yeah. annoying but I
3: mean the, the trick to doing a live show is you've got to have you've got to have a mixer oh, sure. you've got to be able to have multiple inputs yeah. uh, otherwise it's just not going to work
7: one thing we learned if you if you're looking into doing things like mixers we learned this is there's a big difference between a uh, digital audio interface yeah. and an analog the mixer. Old school yeah. and we were we were so tempted to go with an analog one because they're cheap yep. they're so cheap yep. um, the problem is is that it I think you know it's basically it's a print, it's a pr- it's a sound printer. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's made on that thing and recorded into here, it's done. Yeah. Two tracks, yeah. stereo, cut it. That's it. That's all you can really do, and then you can manipulate with right. filters and whatnot. Whereas with this, we have four track recording. Each person's on their own track. I can go in and adjust EQ for each person. Mm-hmm. So it costs us a little bit more bank up front, but if you want that type of control, right? Digital and analog is a big yeah. differentiating factor too. So.
2: As far as editing. Um, I'm a big fan of not overly editing a podcast because we don't edit at all. Yeah, I mean <laughs> people that listen to podcasts are wanting to hear real people talk about the stuff that they're into. They're not expecting a professional uh uh radio DJ unless it, unless you're doing unless it's like the nerdist podcast or some huge podcast right. that's right. out there. You know, um uh, Audacity is is, is free. And it's pretty easy to use. I mean, it can be hard to use if you want it to be. But to, for, to, just to do some basic editing, it's, it's pretty easy. Trim and trim the beginning and the end so that you just get what you want on your actual show. Uh, don't go overboard trying to edit out every little flub every time you say, uh. You know, I've, I've heard people
4: want to edit that. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my, my buddy Gary that I do the podcast with, he tries to do that. And I told him, just stop saying, uh, good <laughs> Lord, you're going to be here all week.
2: But, you know, your audience knows that you're not on radio. You know, you might want to edit out if somebody sneezes in the middle of the show or or something like that. Or, like, one of my, uh, I recorded the show the other day with a guy that had, he had to get up in the middle of the show to go let his dog out or something because he was whining in the background. So, of course, I edited that out. Nobody wants to listen to 30 seconds of somebody let their dog out. <laughs> Actually, but,
4: there could be a whole podcast of just <laughs> people doing that. <laughs> no, it may be. That <laughs> may exist.
6: But talking about the, um, the editing. like we, we do that to some extent. We actually have an intro that we use. Um, there are some episodes that I think it's very fun and talking about kind of keeping that... As far as content goes, keeping that personality and stuff, mm-hmm. we we will we'll start recording a little bit before we actually start the episode, and there may be conversations we have that sometimes we'll clip and put in front of the yeah, intro oh, yeah, yeah kind get like, yeah. people kind of laughing and ready to go. Yeah. Kind of cool stuff like that can kind of help on the content front. Yeah. I
2: had a I had a guest, uh, two guests on my show a couple months ago. It was uh, another podcast, the eleven twenty two sixty three podcast. And they came on my show to talk about time travel. And my other host that was on the show with me, uh, he had to get up and go get a drink of water or something before we started doing the show. Well, he had an aquarium in his office, and it was kind of trickling. And uh, so one of the guests was like, what is that water running in the background? And I said, I "I think Anthony's got an aquarium in his office that he hasn't turned off or something. Oh, I thought somebody was trying to take a stealth piss. He, <laughs> he said, "He said, uh, and the way it's dribbling out, that might be diabetes." You know, so, so, it wasn't related to the show, but I kept it. And after the closing credits, I perfect. put that back so, in there. You perfect. know,
3: That's it's, it's funny. And, yeah. so. uh, I'm a little, I'm okay. a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to editing. Uh, I think that I, I edit more than I probably should. Uh, especially my, my original show, The Starbase. I, I, I've told Sean he's heard this over and over again. I used to spend up to 12 hours editing a one-hour show. Ooh. But I'm also a professional stage technician, audio engineer, and lighting person. So I... You can't I, not edit. I, exactly. <laughs> I kind of have to be anal about this stuff. Yeah. And so I would spend, you know, like 20 minutes editing out a single syllable that I didn't like, uh, you know. And, well, yes, that's excessive, I also would frequently get compliments on the qua- on the audio quality yeah. of the show. Um, so it, it's all a matter of what you're willing to put in. Yes, you can go completely raw, and yeah. people won't mind. Yeah, we
1: just we just don't have the time to edit. Exactly, and guys. I don't I
3: don't anymore. Once my uh, you know I'm I'm 52 right now. I have a four year old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when she was born, my ability to do a whole lot of that went right oh, down sure, into the ground. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you, I think you do need to do some editing because, yeah, there's going to be some stuff you're not going to want to go out there. Somebody's going to say something that you don't you know, necessarily that shouldn't go out you know, for public consumption. Uh, your four-year-old's going to come in and do a monologue about Animaniacs. <laughs> Actually, the, our audiences love it when sharing bursts in on our movie news show. But um, I think there, there there is a happy medium between no editing at all and... Going to my extreme of you know twelve hours to do a one hour show. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, have you noticed any change in how you speak now that you've done the
3: podcast on a regular basis? Are you yes right, editing your ums and more often you not or
4: um, no. <laughs> Actually,
3: my, well, my big thing isn't the um. My big thing is I'll say words like, especially the, the 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 while I'm thinking of what I'm trying to say, and my mouth is just rattling off a string of thes. Um, I guess maybe have you have you guys noticed any? Well, I, grew, I mean, I grew
2: up in Central Alabama, so sometimes my grammar is not exactly correct, and and I've no, I've caught myself uh, about to say something that's not grammatically correct when I'm in the middle of trying to make a point. Uh, I might, I might be about to say me and somebody instead of somebody and I or something like that, and I'll catch myself and I'll correct before I say it. So I've noticed, I've noticed some of that.
4: There's a lot of that. It's uh, you if you're conscious of it, and especially if your other the other people on your podcast start zing you about it, yeah. that's the best <laughs> because there was a guy on on one of our network podcasts. Uh, he always says, and actually whenever he starts any type of any discussion so we did a live podcast at a comic book store once and we brought a wipey board didn't tell him we bought a wipey board and started ticking it off every time he said it and then at the end of the show we showed him this is what you did (laughs) and it, it was awesome but,
3: uh, my, my Stargate co-host is on another show. We're we're very polite on the Stargate show. The other show she's on, which is a trivia show, they are not polite to each other at all. Sweet. And uh, and she <laughs> says, well, basically, all the time. <laughs> and one show I was listening to her, the host of the Atomic Trivia War 9000, which is a great show. You all should listen to it. They're fantastic. Um, she was saying, well, basically, over and over again. And he kept doing kind of the same thing. He was he was making a taking account of how many times she and she didn't get it she was totally oh. oblivious to the fact huh. mm-hmm. and afterwards i i emailed him and said I, I wish that had worked because <laughs> I, I don't know how to i've said to her you know you say basically too much and she goes oh i know i better not and then as soon as we start recording well basically this happened and basically
4: that happened it's it,
7: okay. it's yeah I, well i think that depends on like what you're like if, if you want to use it as a comedy hook there Awesome, right. roll with
4: sure, it, sure, like, sure,
3: sure. you put it
7: on a t-shirt, sell that shit, like come <laughs> on. Um, the best thing you can do to prevent that is be thoughtful, think about what you're going to say before you say it, right. and breathe. I don't do this a lot. Um, if you stop, it's not a bad thing to have some silence in there to emphasize points that you're wanting to do, mm-hmm. you know, rather than filling that space. Um, yeah. And, and it, it takes practice. The there's theater. a lot of practice, uh, and it takes focus, but that's, again, one of those things where think of podcasting. For you, it may be a hobby, but it is still something you do, right? If you are is a hobby, but you're not going to go out there and willy-nilly just start throwing saws around. Like, right, there's a structure, right. and there's a practice to it. Um, when you're doing a the podcast, there's the same thing. Your mind is in that zone, mm-hmm. and it takes some practice to get there, but then you can sit down and be like, all right, and that's preparation, Right. When you're prepared and you have the, even if it's just bullet points, yep. you know what you're talking about. So it's not like, hey guys, yeah, welcome to the, the supercast, you know, and you're just like trying to <laughs> fill an hour. It's more of like, man, we can't cram all this content in. Um, so focus is is uh, well over the,
2: the levelator is a great way to help uh, editing the sound levels of your show. You've got different people in different areas. They're using different mics, and some of them. When you listen to your final recording, may be louder than others, and you can use an audacity. You can save it as a WAV file and run it through the levelator, and it will even all that stuff out. And then, and then you can uh, turn it back into an MP3 player before you put it on your uh, hosting service. But the software is no longer supported, so if you have a brand new machine, it may not run on it. But if you can, if you can get it. And it's really easy to use. You just you just drag it in there, it levels it out, and then it gives, gives you a new file. So,
3: A caveat with the levelator, though, is that it will bring everything up to the same level. So if you've got noise in the background, yeah. you're going to have a lot more of it. So if you do have like a, a hum or, or the hiss of a fan or something that's really noticeable, you might want to try to take that out first before you plug it into the it,
2: should, it It especially helps if when you're recording, you don't hear something that you... Do here when you listen to your final recording. One of the mics may have uh, may have been louder, and you didn't realize it when you were recording. But then when you listen to the final, it's it's a lot louder. Um, I'm going to go through some of these slides real quick. But um, you can also get some free music from uh, the free music archive. Uh, that's where I got my, the theme music for my show. Is basically, I just said basically. You. Can, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's one. <laughs> You can uh, get all kinds of different genres of music. It's all free. Most of them just ask that you give them credit either on on the show or if you do a website, maybe put it on your website that the theme music came from such and such. Uh, Also, Fiverr is a great place to get people that uh, can give you artwork for your show to put on your website or to... I got a guy that does the announcing on my show to introduce the show. I found him on Fiverr. Cost you five bucks. Yeah, it costs you five bucks. You basically, basically, you uh, you type out exactly what you want him to say. He says exactly. If you don't like it, he'll do it again. You know, but I've done it for three. It (laughs) costs. Yeah, I I
4: got it for (laughs) two (laughs) fifty.
0: It costs
2: five bucks. That's the basic amount, but. You can get more if you pay a little bit more. They'll they'll do more stuff for you. Um, they've got and it's not just. There's all kinds of services that you can. Like I said, artwork, announcing. Some some people do editing, all kinds of stuff like that. Fiber. dot com. It's
4: not a bad deal to know a guy. As far yeah. as those things too, we, um, a friend of a friend knew a band, and yeah. um, it's uh, so we. Borrow their music, we and we promote them every week, and we've had them on the show, and that's terrific. If you just know somebody who's into music, just say, right. Hey, give me something.
2: And you meet a lot of people when you start doing this because I, and I'll get into some of the the social aspects of it. But when you start meeting people, then people want to like the artwork that I use for my show, um, which I think is on one of the slides here. I got that for free from a guy that I met on Twitter. You know, yeah. so he just he just.
1: Yeah, our artwork. A listener was like, "I like your show. I want to do better artwork for you." than yeah. you know you've gotten. that's our new logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we
6: had um, what, um, uh, eight bit music artist um, Rob Otis. That's we, awesome. Um, we were able to have him do our intro. Like he he was doing what
7: mm-hmm. was that event?
6: Like the Music a Day
7: or something like that? Yeah, he was doing like a song a week thing for fifty two weeks. Oh, wow. and uh, he just he needed stuff to work on, and I found him on Twitter. I was just like. Music Huntsville and he came up as a creator and then I tweeted him I was like hey we're looking for a thing, you want to get some credit and that was it, and because one of our cornerstones is promoting local mm-hmm. like local geek culture, yeah, yeah, so right. we were very adamant about not, you know we didn't want to go out and find someone in California or New York to do that for us right. we wanted to make sure that it was someone local yeah. um, and he was awesome, he was better than a lot of chiptune artists that we heard outside <laughs> so we were really proud to have him on there but that's, again, that's totally based on your needs and yeah. And how much time do
3: you have? One of my co-hosts was a graphic artist, and uh, the other one was a musician, so... <laughs> no, you got any, you're done.
2: <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to add?
5: I was going to say, um, like, the Tank bank, the Warcraft podcast, uh-huh. essentially. Well, Warcraft's a little more metal than, like, chiptons. Right. So I know a metal guitarist, and, you know, That's he awesome. hooked it up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Uh,
2: as far as hosting, there's a lot of places that you can host your show. That's going to be the one place that you're going to have to spend a little bit of money. You can get it done pretty cheap, but um, anywhere that's free is going to have some limitations. But a great place to start is on SoundCloud uh, because they'll give you three hours of storage for free. So if you want to put out an episode, see if you even like recording, uh, you can put it on SoundCloud, and it's pretty easy to port that over to iTunes and Google Play and yeah. make it make it available in other places. Uh and if you do a website, you know, you can put the SoundCloud player right, right on your website. And uh, if you want to do an episode or two or three episodes and uh, find out if you even like doing it, SoundCloud, SoundCloud is a great place to start. I use Spreaker. I use SoundCloud for a while. SoundCloud, uh, after you do your three hours, you can pay, I think it's $20 to get unlimited amount of time. I use Spreaker because they'll give you 100 hours of storage for $5 a month. Now, the, the package that I have is a little more than that. I pay $15 a month for 500 hours of storage, but they have the ability of giving you more than one RSS feed. So if you want to do more than one episode, I mean, more than one show, you can put them all in your same account. SoundCloud won't let you do that. The, they're, if you try to do more than one show on SoundCloud, they're all going to show up on iTunes as being the same show. But you can do three podcasts and have them as three different RSS feeds right. because they may be widely different uh, formats and genres or whatever and have completely different audiences, you know, so you can advertise them separately. So that, that's why I use I want to like, talk on,
7: on hosting because this was – if you're familiar with podcasting, you, you probably already know this, and everyone that does a podcast, this is common knowledge. But I didn't understand podcasting when I – like the technical aspect of it because I was I came from YouTube and I was like where like where do I upload it right where, where where's the upload button um, and so if you're not familiar with it basically the way that that pod, so we look at iTunes we look at Stitcher things like this we're about to talk about they're not they're not hosting services they are databases they're directories um, and you have to host it yourself so what he was talking about there is that hosting for those actual audio files and then what RSS is you're just submitting a feed to these services and they just you're
2: you syndication to another website.
7: Um, just to share a little bit of our technical background, if you're if you're going to pay, um, we do we use Squarespace. It's $8 a month for us to do our website. They offer unlimited file hosting. You can make as many blogs and feeds as you want to on that. Um, and you get a website built into it as well. So if you're wanting to do a website before you pay, because we were, we, we were thinking like, okay, well we use SoundCloud to post the files and then no, like Squarespace has the podcasting tools built in. They, have, you just all the tags are in there for you automatically. You kids are so spoiled these days. <laughs> it's, but it's, what's nice is it's easy because we focus less on the bullcrap and more on our content. Like we, our meetings are not like, oh, we got to figure this out. Like I think the first two months we had a lot of technical meetings, yeah. and then we figured that shit out. And we were just like, yeah, well, let's make our content better. We just um, do. We don't even have a host. We use our cut. So, yeah. We're
1: lazy. Guys. We use our kind. Yeah. Of, we hope it never goes away. If it goes away, we're screwed. But I mean, <laughs> as long as we donate five bucks every year, <laughs> we feel good about it.
3: So. Stay away from Podbean. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never yeah, yeah. That was where, where we first started out before I got uh, invited onto the Simply Syndicated Network. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot they don't tell you when you sign up. And then suddenly after you know, 15 people have downloaded your show, you're out of space. Yeah. And now you've got to upgrade for 100 bucks a month or something.
2: Yeah, and then uh, uh, moving, uh, syndicating your show to places like iTunes and Stitcher is going to grow your audience because most people are not going to go to where you're hosting your show to get the file. They're going to get it from a place like this where they can subscribe to it and they'll download it immediately when, once you put a new episode up. Uh, most of the hosting sites makes it easy for you to do that. Um when you put your show like on SoundCloud, if you don't do anything else and just leave it there, then you're going to go back in a month and you're going to see that maybe two people have listened to your show. Right. Or started to listen to your show and maybe got five minutes into it and turned it off. Uh, put it on iTunes, it's going to go up some. I put mine on Stitcher and I went to one episode had 4,000 downloads. Wow. You know, so uh, then there again, I don't know how many of those people actually listened to the, to the entire show. You know, uh, and I don't. Pay as much attention to the stats as I used to. When you right. first get started, you go, "How many people listen to my show?" Exactly. Now yeah. I don't care, you know, because yeah, I'm enjoying making it, so I just put it out there. And Small the more, file, yeah, yeah, the more episodes that you put out there, the easier it's going to be for people to find it, and they're going to and they're going to listen. Um, and then, and you have anything to say about that before I move on to promoting the show?
7: No, I. I th- my personal experience is, if you want to use a service, you'll pay. You'll pay a little bit more to use the service to do that. Um, I, I'll never not use. I will never stop using Squarespace because I, I can. We control our content. We're not tied to anyone's right. file size requirements. Um, they used to have a limit on what you could upload. Now they do not. Mm-hmm. So it's literally you can create a hundred blogs, host a hundred podcasts from one website. And it's pretty eight dollars a month. That's pretty great. So it's a uh, um, at the end of the day, do what you want to. Um, that's like because when you get into it, like the just the idea of being limited and like, oh, you can upload to three hours a month Love that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> love that. How if I want to do a like ETH, our game of the year coverage, nine hours of content we produced across a week. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like that. In that game of the year, that's where we shot from 20, 30 subscribers up to 2, 300 subscribers over the course of a week. And that was the first week we started doing it. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was because there was so much good content consumed right off the bat. I'm not saying you have to do that, but we were not having any of this. Three hours. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I, whatever, like, yeah. I would <laughs> my stuff. And it would
2: as far as how to promote your show, you know, obviously Facebook and Twitter are a couple of the best places. Just create a Facebook page just for your show. What about Google
4: Plus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He's got jokes. <laughs> now, I do
2: have a Google Plus account, but I think I've got like maybe six people. I mean they're all yeah, people that I know. Six. Yeah. Six uh, and, oh. Twitter Twitter is a great uh, is a great tool to get your name out there, especially within the podcast community because uh, one thing that I did I went to Twitter, created a page, and then I went to other podcasts, followed them, and then followed some of the people that were following them. And then they all followed you back. And now when you put a new episode out, you know, you tag some of them. Like I might tag DeuceCast, you know, and then they can retweet that, you know, and and more people will see that. The power of them retweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, very
0: important. Um,
2: Okay, yeah. And and just a couple more. Uh, Creating your own website can really help as well. Especially just putting show notes out there, so that movies and or whatever your topic is, you can put links to stuff that you talk about in each episode. WordPress, you can you can create a free website. Uh, my website used to be through WordPress. I was paying like six dollars a month. I decided I didn't want to pay money for it anymore, so now I just have a Blogger page that my URL just direct, you know, redirects to. You know, so. Uh, and then you know, getting artwork for your show. This top one I made myself. This one is the one that the guy from Twitter made for me, uh, and so you can do some of it yourself. This is just a picture of all my hosts. There I am, there's Rick, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, like I said, contacts through uh, Twitter, Facebook. You can get some of it done at Fiverr if you want to. You know, costs you five dollars. And anybody have any questions? No, you guys are.
3: I just throw out one thing really quickly. If you are going to do a show, one thing to keep in mind is that you're talking to an audience, even if you're just sitting in a room by yourself. So, like if you're having a conversation, every now and then, if you're getting really deep into something that may be obvious to you but not to everybody else, try to try to just step outside of yourself and imagine being an audience member, and maybe just throw out some explanations of what you're talking about every now and then. Because yeah. nothing that drives me crazy. I, I, I love listening to shows about like science fiction TV shows but they'll start talking about an episode that I haven't seen in 25 years, and they may have just watched it an hour before they started recording, but they just barrel through. And it's like, stop, tell me what's going on right there. So just Always read.
7: assume every episode is their first. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Right. Yes. exactly. 100%. And one thing that I did want to point out, if you're doing a TV or movie-related uh, podcast... So is uh, everyone else. If, unless, <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless you're doing... Uh, like if you're talking about The Walking Dead on your podcast, unless your show is the Walking Dead podcast or something like that, don't assume that every listener that you uh, that's listened to your show even likes the Walking Dead or has seen the latest episode because I do yeah, I do Cosmic Potato, I talk we talk about all kinds of T V shows. If I go into The Walking Dead, at least say at the beginning that you might spoil some stuff. Unless you're doing the Walking Dead podcast, because then then they're expecting it, you know. So. Um, yeah, we're right. we're finishing up. Yeah.
7: The last thing I want to add is uh, don't be. There's a service called Patreon. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do not be afraid to ask for money. Yeah. It is. You may consider it a hobby. We have two patrons, fourteen dollars a month coming to our account. That's a yeah. That, there's your heights site hosting. Done. Yeah. yeah, site yeah. Hosting so work. like it's even if it's just two superfans. Yep. Pst, one's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? He donates ten bucks a month, but we do a bonus episode for them. The last right. bonus episode we did is hilarious. That's We're the thing with it. Patreon. Make sure you have
1: incentives yeah. for your patrons. Exactly. There's some that don't have anything that tick me off. I'm like, yeah. you're doing this wrong.
7: Yeah. Make but sure having, you have incentives. <laughs> having the courage to ask. Yeah. You, you'll be surprised. Like you guys have been doing podcasting for a long time, and so you probably have much bigger fan bases as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I would encourage you to do it. Like, you make bank. really quick. Yeah. <laughs>
3: About two and a half years into the Starbase, my computer was dying. And we, we never asked for a dime. And finally I was like, I've got to buy a new computer. And I asked my co-host, do you mind if I ask the audience if they'll help? I was thinking if they could even get me halfway there. In 24 hours, I had $800 and bought a brand new desktop. Uh, and I was just blown away. Uh, your, your audience, I mean, don't push it. <laughs>
1: right, right. But... Well, that's the beauty of Patreon. I mean,
3: yeah. it's like above it 50 cents. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Okay. Just make sure you have the sentence.
1: That's my biggest stiffer yeah. with the Patreon. Make sure you have just, just
3: don't think you're going to get rich podcast. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, all right, right, yeah.